In this episode, I'm going to show you how to avoid investing in lousy stocks. Hi, my name is Kanwal Sarai, and welcome to the Simply Investing Dividend Podcast. Let's get started with our episode, Seven Ways to Avoid Investing in Lousy Stocks. Step number one, will the company be around in 20 years? So you have to ask yourself this question before you invest in any company or in any stock. You're investing your hard-earned money. So you want to make sure that the company is going to be around for a long time. As long-term investors, we don't think in terms of days or weeks. We think in terms of years and decades. We are investing for the long term. So we want to make sure that the company is going to be around for a very long time. Another way to look at this question is to ask yourself, will their product and services still be in demand 20 years from now? If not, then most likely the company is going to be out of business. And if they're out of business or they've gone bankrupt, then their stocks are going to be worth nothing. So as an investor, you want to be very careful with which companies you choose to invest in. So let's take a look at some of these up on the screen here. What happened to the Polaroid instant cameras? What happened to the Atari gaming system? Or remember the Palm Pilot from many years ago? Or Blockbuster Video? Or even some of the car brands, right? Saab Motors, uh, Saturn, Pontiac. All of these brands and products no longer exist. They're gone. So we don't, wa we don't want to invest in those kinds of companies that produce those kinds of products. Generally, they're fads, uh, trends that are popular for a little while. And after that, it just kind of fizzles out. So stay away from those kinds of companies, especially as long-term investors, long-term dividend investors. We want to stay away from those kinds of companies. Now, this is kind of related to the next step, which is, is the company recession-proof? Again, you're investing your hard-earned money. So we don't want to put that in companies that are going to be affected negatively when there's a recession or a market downturn. So let me ask you a question. Think about this. If there's a chance you may lose your job or you've lost your job and we're in the middle of a recession, are you going to go out and buy a new car? Of course not, right? You're not gonna do that. Now, another question along the same lines. If there's a chance you may lose your job or in, we're in the middle of a recession, are you going to book an expensive vacation overseas? Of course not. And just for those two reasons alone, we don't invest in car companies. We don't invest in airlines or aircraft manufacturers. Now, remember what happened in March of 2020 when COVID hit? General Motors and Boeing both cut their dividend to zero completely, pretty much without any warning whatsoever. They just said, we're not going to pay a dividend anymore. Now, those of you who have been listening to my episodes already know what a dividend is. 
But for those of you that are brand new to this podcast channel, Dividend Podcast channel, I'm just going to spend just a couple of seconds here on what is a dividend, because this is very important, especially to us as dividend investors. So a dividend is basically the company sharing its profits with you, the shareholder. So when you buy stock in a company, even if it's a single share, technically, you are now part owner of the company. And as part owner of the company, you're entitled to share in the profits of the company. So in this example, let's say the company is paying a dividend of $1 per share and you own 1,000 shares. You will receive $1,000 every year for as long as you own those shares and as long as the company continues to pay the dividend. And in this case, it's a dividend of $1 per share. Now you can spend that money if you wish, those $1,000 in this case, or you can reinvest it. And as dividend investors, we like to reinvest it back into other dividend paying stocks. So now we're making more money in dividends. Now the dividends are deposited automatically into your trading account as cash. So again, like I said before, you can spend that money if you wish, or you can reinvest it. So dividends are really important. Okay, let's get back to our step number three. Does the company have a history of profitability? If they don't, then don't invest in it. We want to make sure we're investing in a company that's profitable because the company is only going to be able to pay you a dividend if the company is making money. So how do we look at this? It's very simple. We take a look at the earnings per share. So what are earnings? Earnings are the profits. That's how much money the company is making. So we take that total amount, and it's already done for you. Take the total amount divided by the number of outstanding shares. You have earnings per share. So it's an easy way to look at how much money or how much profit is the company making. Let's take a look at this graph on the screen. There's two companies here. So the one at the very top, the blue line, is Canadian National Railway. And you can see that over the last 10 years, the blue line has been steadily going up. Now, in 2021, there was a small dip. That's okay. and But then it went up again. So the trend over the long term looks like this. It's going up. The line is going up. So that's good. That's telling me that the company over the long term is generally making, they're making a profit every single year. And that profit is growing. Now, if we look at the orange line, that's BlackBerry. And you can see over the last 10 years, nine out of those 10, the company actually lost money. You can see that the earnings are negative. So when the earnings per share is negative, it means the company lost money that year. And so with BlackBerry, you can see the line goes down, it comes up, goes down again, up and down, up and down. It's kind of random. When I look at it, I don't have any confidence as to what is BlackBerry going to do next year? Are they going to be profitable or are they going to lose money? And you can see on the graph, nine out of the 10 years, they lost money. So that doesn't give me much confidence. Now, when I look at Canadian National Railway, I can see the line going up. I can have a high degree of confidence that they are going to be making money in the future. Okay. Let's look at step number four. Does the company have a history 
of dividend growth. So just as we looked at profitability, we want to make sure that the company is paying us a dividend and they're increasing the dividend over time. So what do we look for here? Simple, we're going to look at the dividend per share. So on the screen, it's a different graph now, we're looking at Canadian National Railway. We saw it before, that's blue on the screen. And we're going to compare it against Nokia, and that's the orange line. So if you look at the blue line over the last 10 years, you can see that it's gone up every single year. That means the dividend that the company is paying you as a shareholder has gone up. So over the last 10 years, the dividend has gone up consistently. Has it ever gone down in the last 10 years? Nope. You can see it on the screen. It's going up. It's going up. If we look at the orange line, that's Nokia, you can see the dividend goes up, it goes down, it goes up and down, it's down again, now it's up again. It's completely random, right? I, I can't predict the future, no one can. So when I look at this graph and I look at Nokia, I have no confidence. I don't know if they're going to cut the dividend next year. Are they going to increase it? Are they going to keep it the same? What's going to happen? And so that's just too much risk. As a dividend investor, it's too much risk for me to take. But when I look at the blue line, I can have a high degree of confidence that Canadian National Railway hopefully will continue to increase the dividend because we can see on the graph that they've got a good track record. In fact, their track record is even better than what I showed on the graph. Canadian National Railway has had 27 years of consecutive dividend increases. I'm going to give you one more example, Coca-Cola. Everybody knows Coca-Cola, 62 years of consecutive dividend increases. So I'm going to say that again because this is really important. Coca-Cola has had 62 years of consecutive dividend increases. Think about how many market crashes we've had in the last 62 years, how many market downturns we've had in the last 62 years. Even recently with COVID, with uh, in 2008, the financial crisis, you think of all of these things that have happened in the economy, but companies like these and Coca-Cola, for sure, we can see it on the screen, has continued to increase their dividend year after year after year. And in this case, for 62 years straight. So what do dividend increases mean for you? At the end of the day, it means more money in your pocket, right? Like I said before, the dividend is deposited as cash into your trading account. So you can spend the money if you wish, or you can reinvest it. So as a dividend investor, we like to see dividend increases because it's going to put more money in your pocket. Eventually, if you have long enough of a timeline or you start young in your 20s and 30s to start investing this way, today we have clients who are making 40, 50, 60, 70 thousand dollars a year in dividend income. So it starts off small, it takes time, but it will start building up. And so dividend increases are good. Step number five, can the company afford to pay the dividend? If not, we don't want to invest in it. Even if they're paying you a dividend, but can they afford to keep paying it? If not, we don't want to invest in it. So there's a very quick way to check that. I'm going to give you an example with two companies. 
company ABC and company XYZ. Now we can see on the screen that both companies have the same earnings per share, which in this case is $3. Now we can see that company ABC is paying a dividend of $1 every year. Company XYZ is paying a dividend of $5. Okay, now let's take a look at this one step further. So I'm gonna focus on company ABC first. So the company earned $3 a share and it turned around and it paid $1 to the shareholders. So that's good. What do they do with the rest of the money, the other $2? They reinvested it back into the business to grow the business, okay? So what we look for here is the payout ratio. And it's really simple. It's the dividend divided by the earnings per share. So in the case of company ABC, we take the dividend, which is $1, divided by the earnings, which is $3. So if you take one over three, and we always want to express it as a percentage, it's 33%. So 33% of what the company earned was paid to the shareholders in the form of a dividend. So that's good. That means the company has room to raise the dividend, right? So next year, the dividend might be $1.10, maybe $1.25. They can even go up to $2 and it would be fine. They have enough room there to grow the dividend. Now let's take a look at company XYZ. They earned $3 a share, but they paid $5 to the shareholders. So where did they come up with the money to pay the shareholders, to pay the dividend? Because they only earned $3. How do they turn around and pay five? Most likely, the company is borrowing money from someplace else to pay the shareholders, or they're digging into their cash reserves to pay the shareholders. And that's not good, right? You don't need to be a rocket science to figure this out that this is not good. This is not sustainable. If we take a look at the payout ratio for company XYZ, again, really simple. You can see it on the screen. The formula is the dividend divided by the earnings. So in this case, the dividend is $5 and we divide by the earnings, which is three, express it as a percentage, it's 166%. So this is not sustainable. So the company is either going to have to cut the dividend or they're gonna to have to grow the earnings beyond $5 in this example, right? We're talking about company XYZ. So all things considered equal, assuming the debt, all that, everything else is the same, company ABC is a better investment. It's a safer investment, it's a safer choice. And there's room for company ABC to grow the dividend. Okay, so that's very important. All of these seven things that I'm gonna show you today are important. But this is important just as well uh, as all the other ones I've shown you today. So what do we do as investors? The payout ratio, we have a rule. I have a rule for myself and what I teach is the rule says that the payout ratio must be 75% or less. Otherwise, we don't invest in the company. No matter how good you think the company is or how big the dividend is, if the payout ratio is more than 75%, we don't invest in it, we move on, go look at another company or another stock. Okay, number six, does the company have low debt? Now this one is really simple, right? You can get all of the numbers from uh, any financial website that's gonna give you stock prices. So Yahoo Finance, Google Finance, MSN Money, any of these sites, you can get the share price, 
you can get the payout ratio, you can get the earnings, you can get the dividend. So the debt, it's there. Sometimes you have to scroll down on the page, but you can see it, right? Specifically, we look at long-term debt to equity ratio, but I'm going to keep things simple in this episode. And again, you don't need an advanced degrees in accounting or finance to figure this out. If we look at two companies, again, company ABC and company XYZ, company ABC has a debt of 2%. And the other company has a debt of 800%. So again, I'm going to say this again, I'm sorry, but you don't need to be a rocket science scientist to figure out which company is a better investment. All things considered equal, right? Company ABC is going to be a better investment. Why? Because when there's a market crash or a market downturn, a company that's got 800% debt is going to have a very hard time paying off its loans. And we're seeing it today with the interest rates going up. So when interest rates go up, the cost to borrow money goes up. And if you're already drowning in 800% debt, your cost, your interest rate, cost interest is going to be very, very high. So a company like company XYZ is going to have a hard time surviving a market downturn. And we're long-term investors. So we're investing for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And we want to make sure the company is financially healthy and the company has low debt. So they can survive market downturns when they happen and they will happen. So here, all things considered equal, you can see it on the screen. Company ABC is a better, safer, low-risk investment. So what do we do here? We do not invest in any company where the debt is higher than 70%. Okay, That's a general guideline. And I know in the comments, we're going to get into specifics right? There's, it's a little different for utility companies because they're capital intensive. They have to carry more debt than other companies. But this is just a general guideline. Okay. If the debt is higher than 70%, generally we want to move on and look at another company. Okay. Number seven, we're on the last one here. Is the stock priced high or is it priced low? Okay. Stock prices go up and down all the time. Why do you want to buy a stock when it's priced low? So if you look at this example here, this company is priced low when it's $14 a share and it's priced high when it's $51 a share. Okay. There's no point in buying this stock at $50 or at 55 because we know historically 51 is the high price. So if you buy it at $50, the likelihood of the stock going even higher is extremely low because it's already historically high. Whereas if you were to buy the stock when it was priced low, let's say at $14, you could buy it at $14 and then eventually sell it when it got to $51. Right? So you can increase your capital appreciation. So it's important to buy low. Now as dividend investors, why do we want to buy low? Well, when you buy low, you can buy more shares, right? So if I have $1,000 to invest, I'm going to be able to buy more shares when they're $14 versus when they're 51 And what happens when I buy more shares? 
I get more dividends. Because remember, the dividend is paid based on the number of shares that you own. Not on the share price, but on the number of shares you own. So if you buy low, you're going to be able to get more shares and get more in dividends. So when a stock is priced high, we call it, we say it's overvalued. So that's easy to remember. It's overvalued. When a stock is priced low, it means it's undervalued. Doesn't mean it's a lousy stock. It just means that the stock price has come down. And we see that all the time. We see good quality stocks that are financially healthy, that have low debt, that have low payout ratios, and the prices come down only because the entire market is down or the industry or the sector that the company is in happens to be down. So it drags all of the companies down. And that is a great opportunity for long-term investors like us. So we always want to make sure that we're looking at a stock, investing in it when it's priced low. So how do you know when it's priced low? So there's three things that we look for. Okay, I'm going to turn this around here. So we're going to avoid stocks where the P ratio is greater than 25. Okay, so if we're looking for stocks that are priced low, well, make sure the P is less than 25. That's simple. Uh, the next thing is we're going to avoid a stock when the current dividend yield is less than the stock's average dividend yield. Right? If you're interested in learning more about this, I cover this in episode number one. So go back and watch that. And the entire episode talks about uh, looking at the current yield and comparing to the average yield. And we explain why this sentence that you see on the screen makes sense. So that's in episode number one. And the next thing we want to do is we want to avoid stocks where the PB, the price to book ratio, is greater than three. Right. So again, if we turn it around, stock is going to be priced low when the PB is less than three. Okay. So there you go. These are the seven ways to avoid investing in lousy stocks. Way number one, we talked about, will the company be around in 20 years? If not, don't invest in it. Uh, number two, is the company recession proof? Number three, does the company have a history of profitability? Number four, does the company have a history of dividend growth? Number five, can the company afford to pay the dividend? Then we looked at, does the company have low debt? And then we looked at, is the stock priced high or low? So now you know how to stay away from lousy stocks. But do you want a quick way to identify great stocks? Quality stocks? Stocks that are going to pay you increasing dividends? Stocks that are priced low? So to figure that out, I've created what I call the 12 rules of simply investing. And you can see that within those 12 rules, we have the seven things we actually covered today. So for those of you on the audio version here, I'm going to go through uh, the 12 rules uh, right now. So uh, rule number one says, do you understand how the company is making money? If you don't, skip it. Now, I just want to point out a company must pass all of the 12 rules before you invest in it. So not just 10 out of 12 or 9 out of 12 has to pass all of the 12 rules. This is your checklist. Make sure a company passes all of these rules before you invest in it, okay? So rule number one, I already said, I mentioned it. Do you understand how the company is making money? Rule number two, we talked about it in this episode. 20 years from now, will people still need its products and services? Rule number three, does the company have a low cost competitive advantage? 
Rule number four, is it recession-proof? Rule number five, is it profitable? Rule number six, does it grow its dividend? Rule number seven, can it afford to pay the dividend? Rule number eight, is the debt less than 70%? Rule number nine, we want to avoid any companies with a recent dividend cut. Rule number 10, does the company buy back its own shares? Rule number 11, is the stock priced low? And that's where we check the three things, right? The PE ratio, the current yield compared to the average, and the PB ratio. And rule number 12, keep your emotions out of investing. So in order to be successful, you need discipline and patience to be a successful dividend investor. So for those of you that are interested in learning more about the 12 rules, I cover them in detail with real life examples in our online Simply Investing course. So I've been doing this for over 27 years. So I've put all of my knowledge, experience in the Simply Investing course. It consists of 10 different modules. They're video modules. You can take your time, self-paced. We talk about the investing basics. Obviously, we cover the 12 rules. We show you how to apply the 12 rules using a Google Sheet. So I'm going to I give you a Google Sheet that you can use, that you can apply the 12 rules to any stock anywhere in the world. Then we show you how to use a Simply Investing platform. We take you step by step in placing your first stock order, show you how to build and track your portfolio. We talk about when to sell. So it's important to know when to buy a stock. It's also important to know when to sell your stock. We talk about reducing your fees and risk. I'm going to give you an action plan to get you started investing right away. And then we have an FAQ section, a video module where I answer your questions. For those of you that are interested, I spent the last two years building a Simply Investing platform, which is a web application which applies these rules to over 6,000 companies in the US and in Canada every single day. So the platform is a quicker way to jump right into it and it will show you here are the companies that pass all the rules, here are the companies that fail some of the rules, we highlight which rules they fail, we highlight which rules they pass, we show you the companies that are good quality companies to consider investing in and even those that are overvalued. So those are the ones you would skip for now or avoid. So that's all on the platform. Uh, and it's all um, in there if you want to take a look at it. For those of you listening and or watching our episode today, uh, you want to write this down. I have a coupon code to save 10% off of all of our product and services. Uh, I also do coaching calls, one-on-one -on -one coaching calls. And so you can save 10% off of any of our products. The coupon code is SAVE10. So again, SAVE10. Save 10. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked it, hit the subscribe button. You'll get notified. We have new episodes out every week. Hit the like button as well. And for more information, check out our website, simplyinvesting.com. Thanks for watching.